Tour. Hi, this is Andrew WK, and I'm going to dance with the Highway Party Cruiser Tour. That's the Highway Party Cruiser Tour. We're getting ready to bring the party, people, okay? Here's what's happening. I'm loading up a Cadillac, and I'm going to cruise over the West Coast and then cruise over to Canada, and we're going to throw a big party. It's just a few days away, folks, and I want to have a fun time with you. We're going to be hanging out. We're going to be jamming a tune. We're going to be singing along. We're going to be spending good times and doing whatever we want to do because that's the way we do it. It's the Highway Party Cruiser Tour. So I want to say, everybody, it's time for that time. It's the official announcements. Ladies and gentlemen, it's officially the Highway Party Cruiser Tour. Canada, Andrew WK here. <laughs> Listen, we're doing just fine because it's time to party. It's time to get freaking crazy. Andrew WK announcing the Highway Party Cruiser Tour. I'm coming to hang out with you. I'm coming to dance. I want everybody to get in. I want you to go f***ing crazy. You listen to me. I want us to party and have fun like we never do. <laughs> with a bag with a bag with a bag with this is Andrew WK tuned in, listening with you, and kicking back, enjoying the party. This is Andrew WK, and I'm having a good, 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 good time. It's the Highway Party Cruiser Tour. And you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. Today on the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show, two interviews with Andrew W.K., who was just in town last night for his highway party cruiser tour. First, I'm going to play an interview I did with Andrew W.K. in 2002 at Scratch Records. And right after that, I'm going to play a brand new interview I did last night with Andrew W.K. when he performed at the Empire Theatres doing his spoken word. Two Andrew W.K. interviews today on an Ardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. So first, from 2002, my interview with him at Scratch Records, and then my interview from 2007 last night. Here's the interview from 2002 at Scratch Records in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Who are you? My name is Andrew W.K. Andrew W.K., you're in here, Canada. You're touring with Danko Jones. Yeah. Has he told you about Kim Mitchell at all? No, he hasn't said anything about Kim Mitchell yet. Do you know anything about Kim Mitchell? No, I, I, it sounds like a KM kind of situation. Because you love partying, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what does Kim Mitchell like to do? Um, not- Kim Mitchell's a Canadian who says, I am a wild party. Do, 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 do. Is a boy or a girl? It's a guy. And he sings? And he sings the song, I am the wild party. I thought it'd be perfect for you to cover. Yeah, we got to find out more about Kim Mitchell. Do they have that kind of record here? Um, probably not at Scratch Records, but watch in the use bin, maybe. Yeah, Kim Mitchell, Danko Jones, Kim Mitchell, Nardwar. Do you guys have any Kim Mitchell here at all? No, no Kim Mitchell. Is that a Vancouver person, or where are they from? No, he's from Toronto, and he has the song, I Am the Wild Party. And I thought with all, like, you're partying hard that you'd be into doing that one. Man, that's, if we haven't ever covered a tune, that might be the first one we should do. He, he himself is the party, right? 
I am a wild party, just yeah. like yourself. You're oh, Andrew yeah. WK. So, Andrew, how has Canada been doing? Are you enjoying the beer at all? I think you love Canadian beer, don't yeah. you? No, Modit. Out of Quebec, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the, you know, there's legends, you know, the, the beer. it's not just a beer, it's a whole story, it's a whole world. There's legends and history built into it, uh, lots of, lots of, you know, flavorful, you know, ingredients and things like that, that they don't put in beer in America, or anywhere else for that matter. So, I had that actually, um, I got that at a, a European grocery store in, in New York City, where, they, where I'd seen these posters of the devil, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, that looks cool, and I finally bought it. It's quite expensive, you know, $8 for four beers. It's just more than I usually would pay, but uh, it's so rich and creamy, like a big, uh, a big thick, chewy milkshake. You can chew on it, you know what I mean? And that's, that's when you know it's a good beer, when you can actually chew it. And one of those, two of those, you're set. You know, you're done for the night. So how's Canada going? Uh, really, really good. Yeah, yeah, Canada. Canada's a big, exciting place for me because it's right by where I grew up. Meaning, you know, that the gateway for me to Canada was through Windsor, the Ambassador Bridge out of Detroit, you know what I mean? Yeah, how much of Canada did you learn growing up? What Canadian bands, you know, what Canadian things are Andrew W.K.? Well, most of the things that I, that, I didn't even know they were Canadian until well after the fact. Uh, uh, Celine Dion's Canadian, right? French Canadian. Uh, you have um, uh, Shania Twain. And you have my, uh, a guy who worked on a record, Scott Humphrey. He's from Canada. And the Leather Uppers. Uh, the Leather Uppers. Sugar Sandwich. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what was the other really uh, hot dog? Don't sell hot dogs tonight. Yeah, we really love the Leather Uppers. What was that band he formed after they broke up? It was the Stinkies. Yeah, yeah, the Stinkies. That's like, I, you know, I was like maybe 14 years old, and I went to see them play, and I ended up not getting, be able to go in. I think it was an uh, overage show or 18 plus or something, but I saw him from the outside, the, 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 the chubbier guy. Craig Daniels. Yeah. He He's cool, and I and I remember going up, and I was, you know, I was like, oh, I really like the leather uppers, and I got real scared. Yeah, I was real scared, but uh, don't sell hot dogs tonight. Da, na, 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 na. That was just like a great song. A great influence on Andrew WK. It definitely was because it was so exciting and fun-loving, and I didn't really know, you know, I, I was coming out of this weird world. People were like, oh, it's a garage rock band. I'm like, what's garage? Does that mean they practice in a the garage? And they're like, no, man, garage rock. You don't know? I didn't know, but I guess that's what it's called now, and that's like a popular thing. But but it was just good songs with a fun-loving spirit. And a smile, you know what I mean? And now you're Danko oh, Jonesing. Their drummer is so cool. Yeah, and they're, and they're they, you know, he, they're teaching me stuff that I don't know. They're teaching me about garage rock and the blues. You know, they have a lot of songs that well, he's going to teach me about the blues. And I don't know the first thing. I know a blues scale is like uh, C. You know, you, you got a, a, a minor seven. That's what makes it a blues thing. Like, nah, 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 nah. Uh, and that, you know, that's all I know really. You know, I'm a piano-based learner, and because of that, you know, things 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 come through the way of the keys for me, like a chub face. And uh, he knows more about that stuff. So He's teaching me about the blues, and I'm teaching him more about uh, dances that I know how to do. Andrew WK, growing up, you were in quite a few rock and roll bands. What can you tell the people yeah. about this band right here, the Pterodactyls? Pterodactyls. Oh, I thought it was Pterodactyls. Well, do you see an L there? Um, no, I don't. That's Pterodactyls. Then Thank you very much, are. Andrew WK, the teacher. No, uh, there's but no, if you there's could no turn style. it over, don't be embarrassed to turn yeah, it yeah. over. Here I am. I think I'm about... 15 or just maybe 16 at this point. Um, I'll tell you the story. This You're is a, a very nice clean-cut punker there with a filth patch. I was just beginning to grow my hair out. I had a shaved head. I was skinhead for many years. So I was just beginning to go into a new realm. I was like, I really want to get the, the hair long. And you know, it's a commitment. And there's so many mid-stages where it's really frustrating. You know, you're almost at a mid-stage right now. Can you show Nardware's hair? See how he has this, this, this gentle bob, this gentle sweeping bob, almost like a Dutch boy? That's what we call a mid-stage. A lot of people hate that. Nardware looks great with it, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't really affect him but uh, here I am at a mid-stage Bob of my own and uh, about 16 really didn't know what I was doing a very young a, a young child still a young child now but a younger child at that point they had just kicked out their drummer 
Uh, their drummer had quit, so I got to be in the band for a good three weeks before I was then kicked out again uh, in favor of the returning drummer. And uh, I really didn't know exactly too much. I knew it was really fun, exciting music, and I was playing drums. And I just was able to drive so I could get to the concerts, but I got grounded um, because I, he was actually a te my teacher at school, this guy here, Pete. Peter was my teacher, and I, got, I didn't do well on one of his papers. He got mad at me, then my parents got mad at me uh, via him and grounded me, which then, in fact, made him more angry because then I couldn't play at the concerts, so then I got kicked out. So, but it was fun while it lasted. You look really cute there. Like, I mean, the way you look now compared to then, that's really nice. That's early Andrew W.K. It's a pterodactus. Yes, it says a child, child mind. But wait a second, there is an L in there. There is an L. Pterodactyls. What are you talking about? It was left off the front, so I've, I've ever since referred to it as pterodactyl. You're really teasing me about that, no, are you? Hard, well, I would never try to tease. I was just trying to inform that I was missing the L. You love your punk roots, don't you? The casualties. You took those dudes on tour. Yeah. Those Mohiked guys. We got to tour with the casualties up and down the West Coast. And that was like, whoa, you know, that was so exciting to me because here's a guy who's screaming, you know, really screaming those words. And the, and the drummer, you know, the drummer's really, really, um, you know, confident and, and committed to a... Uh, a and he said that's the only beat he really can play, and he's happy with that. He's How did your crowd take to the casualties? Well, it was really the same crowd, I think. Like, it's actually, how did their crowd take to us is the better question. Because you got, you know, Liberty Spikers and Mohawk Bikers coming in. And, 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 you know, I was like, well, these guys are going to hate us. And they're going to try to throw things at us and try to, you know, po poke me in the eye. And, you know, for a few minutes, I think they considered that. But then when they saw what an idiot I really was, they knew it was no use. That they couldn't bring me any lower than I might have already been in people's eyes. So, so it was really then a matter of them just saying, you know what, it's not worth it, we're gonna dance. And they danced and the casualties danced. I got to sing a song with them at the Warp Tour. We're buddies. You know, and our new buddies now is, is Hatebreed. That's another band that we're really excited about. And, and we've been going and, and really and, and joining up with them since meeting them on the OzFest. So the, 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 I think it's cool that you do stuff with Kelly Osbourne, personally. The key of it is that, that, that no band, no band. You just interrupted my Kelly Osbourne you, question. You interrupted my thing about Hatebreed. Yeah, there's, exactly. There's no, thing, there's no thing wrong. I'm saying that all bands can, can revolve around this and I can revolve around them. Kelly is a very, very kind young girl. And you got to sing with her. Rawr, rawr. She, we sang a song called She is Beautiful. I think there was, anything, there was nothing more fitting and, and, and suited to her than that song. And she sang a verse, and I'd sing a verse. We'd trade back and forth. I'd do a jig around her, you know what I mean? And it was a way of saying thank you to her. And her what did she know of you, or what did Ozzy know of you? I don't know if Ozzy knows much of anything these days. I, I, so I, don't, I, I, I still haven't met the man. Sharon and her were the ones who, who knew of us. Because Kelly had come to our concerts in New York, and then I think that's what made her invite us to OzFest. What sort of interaction did you have with her? Did you bond over anything, aside from the song, of course? We, we bonded over a glass of milk. You know, and we, we bonded over uh, conversations about her crazy life. And, you know, I was just saying, like, I think you're doing good and just hang in there. I know it's tough. And it was just interesting to talk to someone so young who's done more than, than, than most people do in their lifetime. You know what I mean? I was going to say there, Andrew W.K., Pete from the Pterodactyls is actually playing tonight yeah. in 25 Swaths in Vancouver. That's yeah, a big deal. He's playing in a polar bear pit. In a, what's that? In, uh, in a zoo. He's playing in a zoo and you're playing in a Commodore. Well, well what we're going to try to do is I was going to try to go over there and take the whole crowd to try to bring more people. Is it, where is that zoo? located at uh, the Vancouver Aquarium okay well maybe we can get over there are you going to that one I should be going good so we'll both go all right Andrew W. Kane Vancouver British Columbia Canada at Scratch Records now you're doing a little stretch here do you come from a jockish family weren't your parents or brother professional golfers I, I did come from a jock itch family and uh, you know my dad my dad prides himself on being you know a bit of a sporty man he plays a little tennis he plays a little golf he does a little work around the yard um, my brother though he's the real athlete he's taking golf uh, and basketball, tennis, you know, baseball, whatever you want, to levels that I never even imagined. He, he's the one who, who goes and plays six hours a day. Is he a professional? Well, he just, he's going to college now for it. 
Ball State University in Indiana. So I think that's his aspiration is PGA. Andrew WK, looking at yourself, I'm curious, your hair, do you use any product at all? I don't actually, that's a good question. I used to wash it every now and then, but I found out the less I wash it, the better it ends up doing because it gets so sweaty and dirty that it almost kind of, it's like, a, it's, like a, it's, it's, it's on its own now. It's on its own. It doesn't need outside involvement. You don't squirt any juice into your hair? No, no, no juice. An orange juice training belt is the furthest I go when it comes to juice. Andrew WK, looking also at your shirt, I'm fascinated by your shirt. Do you know where the individual stains came from? These all came today from a blender concoction that we whipped up and I tried to consume to no avail and I ended up dumping on my head. But uh, yeah, you know, some of these are stains from today, some of them are stains from yesterday, and some of them will definitely be stains for tomorrow. But is it hard to stain your stuff? Like every day, do you have to stain something new? Because you get your shirt ripped off every night. It definitely takes care of itself. Um, I leave it to, up to chance, you know what I mean? And I just I try to do a, a, when the pants start to stink so much that I get nauseous, that's when I know it's time to wash them. Other than that, it's pretty... How about any stains on your pants that you can tell us about? Any famous stains on your pants at all, Andrew well, WK? You see these here, this stain here is a marker stain. Um, these are mostly kicking stains, meaning uh, kicking up against stuff and, and you know kicking around and, and kicking out. Um, but <clears throat> no, I don't have famous. There's stains going on beneath this zipper that are much more private stains. And those, Baboom! Yeah, yeah, those I could tell about. If you, you know, they come from uh, time alone, and uh, you know, uh, we don't get a lot of time alone. So when I get time alone, I really use it and I work it. And I, you know, I got, you got to keep yourself fresh. You got to clean out the pipes. So, you know, I, I do that, you know, maybe once a week or so now. I used to be a lot more, but... Into a sock at all? No, I don't use a sock. I go into my hand and wash my hands. Working and jerking with Andrew WK. Now, Andrew WK, you're a great jumper, aren't you? You're a great jumper. I try to jump as high as possible, yeah. Now, what are the hints for jumping? Is shoes important? Are shoes well, important? You know, the lighter the shoe, the higher the jump, for sure. Like what sort of shoes you got those right there? This is an Asics shoe, and these are quite old, you know, worn in now. It's got that, you know, food stuff on them, too. I think the most important thing about jumping high is not actually thinking about it too much. Picking the jump that you know you can do, not worrying about how it's going to look, just about height. And the rest really takes care of itself. I didn't have any pre-planned jumps. Initially, it was just about height, you know, and that's, that's where it's evolved from. Andrew WK, do you have cuts in your forehead? I heard you have cuts in your forehead that, like wrestlers, you can reveal blood. Uh, this one here, I haven't opened this one in a long time, but I don't know if you can see that. There's a, there definitely is a, 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 I can feel the, the dent there. That one's an old, an old standby. I could probably get it going, you know, with just a, a few minutes of, of, of work. And yeah, then... if you could get us some blood happening, that would be great, Andrew WK. Let me see. Because, like, there's always blood in an Andrew WK gig, isn't there, Andrew WK? Uh, no, it, it comes and goes. It's not some. I, it's my my goal is energy expenditure, and and, 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 and sometimes blood is, comes as a result of that. But most of the time, you know, it's mucus. Lately, it's been a lot of mucus. This is an old wrestling trick, isn't it? Like cutting yourself so that the blood will appear later, right? I, I didn't. I I had only been told that actually by you. Thank you very much, Andrew WK. Is like, if you can keep teaching me things, that's good. Andrew WK, let's talk a bit about your band. Those guys you have rocking out there. Three guitars, three metal yeah. dudes. Isn't that cool, Nardwar, to have three? Because I was thinking, here's the thing. If you have one, okay, let's say guitar and bass, and there's nothing wrong with that. I was just, for me, I wanted to have these holes filled. There's holes that pop up. You got a guitar and a bass. So the minute the guitar player goes into a lead or a melody part, whoa, where'd the guitar chords go? They drop out. Okay, so you can have two guitar players. Let's try that. Two, that means that you can uh, have the chords and the 
the lead, but then nothing can be doubled. So let's say you have you know both the chords going on, then it's a great doubled sound, or both leads, but then you have that hole again. So you're doubling, but you can never double all at the same time. With three, you can you have everything covered. You have leads doubled, you have the chord, or you have chords doubled, or you have chords tripled. There's no holes. Ideally, we want five, because that way we can double and triple everything. But what's really cool is you have no solos. You don't have any solos, no. and you're doing metal. That's amazing, Andrew WK. We have, we have leads and melodies, but no solos, because a solo then gets bluesy, and I didn't want it to get too bluesy. That's what, Dan you know, Dango Jones is teaching me more about that now. I'm learning more about blues now. I hope he doesn't teach you about the solo, though. Uh, it, I'll, I'll tell him not to. Uh, by, 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 we, 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 we requested Nardwar. Is the blood coming? Well, it looks like something's getting going. It's red. Yeah, there's a bit of blood Usually popping out there. Scissors or a, a pin or something like that. Because it wouldn't be Andrew WK without a bit of... Bloody. Now, Andrew WK, the party genre that you're into, the party genre, it's pretty sexist and homophobic, but you are nothing of the sort. It's amazing. Like, there's no sex in your music. Um, yeah, I never mentioned the word sex. Oh, I have one song called Make Sex, and the lyrics go, I don't want to make life, I don't want to make death, I don't want to make love, I just want to make sex. That's the closest we get to that realm. And that's just being honest, saying, look, I, you know, I want to have an intercourse. But you know what I mean? Like, the party genre is pretty rough. I think it's awesome there, Andrew WK, that you get up there, like, on stage, and, like, there's no sex happening. Like, it's this love for everybody. Well, it really is, because I don't want to exclude. You know, this is unconditional, all accepting. And I don't, I, if, it, if it became too much of one or the other, uh, it would actually become smaller. So I really want it to be big and empty and wide and nothing, you know what I mean? Andrew WK, your fans, signing stuff. Is it true you went to a signing session that lasted 10 hours and ended in somebody's kitchen? Yeah, that's, uh, that's not, not uncommon. It's, it's, the way we work is by uh, last, last call, last person served, meaning that I'll be there until the last person leaves. And that's, that's you know... And it ended in somebody's kitchen? Well, there's... Like 10 hours of autographs. That's incredible. And let me just clarify. The autographs you give aren't standard autographs, are they? Oh, no. Well, I want to... You write letters to each person. Yeah, I want to write a note. I want it to be something to remember. I want it to be legible. I want it to be more than just a, a, a quick thing. I want it to be something cool. I want it to be something that I would be excited about getting. And that's what it's all about, is saying, I want to do what I would want someone to do for me. So going back to that story, the 10-hour autograph session? Yeah, that, that's actually happened many times. So, yeah, you know, 10 hours uh, uh, when we play festivals, you know, we'll play real early in the morning or something, and I have the whole day in front of me, 12 hours even. And the reason I ended in the kitchen was because these people were having a birthday party, and they invited me, so I went with them to that birthday party, and, you know, they had, they had nausea posters on the wall and Amoebix patches, and it was like a crust punk thing. And so that was really exciting for me, you know, to get back a little bit to the filth, you know what I mean? <laughs> that, 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 that thing. Um, so it was like a, a reawakening and uh, a way of saying thank you and also eating some cake. So that was all cool. I'm quite satisfied with the blood there. You okay. can stop there, Andrew right. WK. I think it's doing yeah. pretty good. It, it, it's not that hard. I get it with my fingernail. I want to read you a little quote here, Andrew WK, from <laughs> Offbeat Magazine in Victoria. This is about your gig in Vancouver by Nick Sheehan. He writes about autograph sessions. One of the many incredible things I witnessed after the Vancouver show was Andrew signing the digital side of a girl's CD. Andrew went on board the bus, came back a moment later with $15, which he gave to the girl so she could replace the album he just signed. Yeah, well... Like you gave the girl money. That's the devotion you have. You pay your fans. She, she insisted. With cash. She insisted on me writing on that side. And I, you know, I, was, I said, you realize it probably won't play. And she's like, I don't care. I want it to be on that side. I said, well, let me go see if I can get you a CD to replace this one. You know what I mean? And I couldn't find one. So I just thought I, you know, she could buy another one. It, 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 see, I don't do, I don't want any recognition for that kind of stuff. Or, or I don't want any. That's incredible though. It, you know, it's, it, it, it takes care of itself. You know what I mean, Nardwar? I was wondering about the song, Andrew W.K., Party Hard. Have you heard of Harvey Sid Fisher from Los Angeles? Because he has a song yeah, called yeah, Party yeah. Hard. Oh, does he really? Yeah. Party Hard, Hard, Hard. 
He has a song for each song in the Zodiac, but he also has a song called Party Hard, and I wonder if that well, was an influence. Yeah, my brother really likes him because he has those golf songs. He's a big golfer. And we like, uh, you know, pa -pa -pa Pisces, and we like talking about the tourists, talking about the bully bubble. I'm, I'm, about the I'm a tourist. Yeah. I'm a tourist. So I you can, when you get to L.A., you should invite him up on stage for, like, a big celebrity all-star jam. And he could do Party Hard? He could do his Party Hard, and it could meld into your Party Hard. And I got his email. I can set you all up there. Wow, I, we really should. He's an older man now. I have a great deal of respect for someone who's still playing music at his age, you know. He's one of the most 10,000 photogenic people in L.A. Yeah, that's right, right? He's, he has, he's so proud of himself. That's what I like. Andrew W.K., I think it's also totally cool. You used NSYNC and Britney as a benchmark. Well, Max Martin is a, is a, is a producer. Sound-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's a producer, and, and, and he worked with both those people, and what he really brought to the table was um, uh, uh, meshing sounds together, and I mean actual sounds, the sound of a keyboard, the sound of this drum, the sound of this voice, into making bigger sounds. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, not a, it's just a technique. I was like, you know, I really want to use that. I don't want it to sound like, here's a guitar, and here's a bass, and here's a drum, and that's the song. I want it to sound like, who knows what's going on, but I can listen to the song, and there I hear it, and there's a million things happening, but at the end of the day, it all makes a nice big song that plays together. How much time do you spend? You spend a year. It's amazing. All the tracks playing together. People are now using your record as a benchmark there, Andrew WK. Well, it, you know, it really was a matter of, uh, of, of, of trying to attain perfection, which is impossible. But there's always a cutoff point. That's the hardest part of all. But I figured the more time I put into it, the more tracks I layered, you know, whether it be 90, whether it be 180. Was there a lot of pro tooling going on? There was a, a Cakewalk Pro Tools cross-section. And I would work on Cakewalk, transfer it over to Pro Tools, send it back in. It was, uh, it was a two-year process, thousands of hours. But, you know, it resulted in things. I think I've now devoted uh, enough time to developing the technique that now I can record this next record in a much quicker time. You know, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew WK, is there anything? You almost made me go. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Andrew WK, wow, that was faster. That's a taste of your own medicine, though. That's really no, confusing remember when you, Do you remember when you went to that person's house, you saw their year, that yearbook thing, and you knocked on their door and tried to find that person? That's incredible that you remember that, Andrew WK. I'm so proud that I get to talk to you about your stuff. Well, I'm excited about you, Andrew WK. And I'm winding up here. I'm just curious, is there anything missing from your music? Is there anything missing? I mean, you've done it all. Is there anything missing? The next album, and that's what I'm working on right now. And Andrew WK, I'd like to ask you to do a favor for me. Could you maybe please, if I like, give this to you, maybe yeah. kick out a little beat? Because you really are. Let me get y'all set up here. Are you, you, you really are. Um, let me start. Let me start. Ow. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me start you up here. Ow. Let me start you up here. You really are. Get a ball. You really are a keyboard dude. And I wonder if you could kick out a tune for the people here at Scratch Records. I got that beat set for. You. Is that okay? You like that? Oh yeah. Okay. Trying to earn many more dimes. Trying to earn nickels and dimes. Let's change it a bit! Okay. Ooh, okay. Andrew WK at Scratch Records here showing us your prowess on the keyboard. Oh, uh, sorry. It's, it's too much of its own melody in our work. Can I... If I buy this dime, paid for it ten bucks, try to not feel, that was a swear, try to not feel cheated for paying ten dollars for a dime, trying to devote more time. Let's kick it harder! <laughs> oh, sir, that's Baroque, wrong one. Let's, let's get your rock in here. Come on, Natty WK, let's get the party and go here. No. Come on, let's go! Let's go! If we buy more dimes, if we buy more dimes, if we what? Buy more dimes. Okay, solo, show me your keyboard prowess.
okay? And doot doot a loot doo doot doot. You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard the leather uppers with Don't Sell Hot Dogs Tonight, one of Andrew WK's favorite Canadian tunes. And before the leather uppers, Andrew WK with Make Sex from the album The Wolf. And before that, an interview from 2002 with Andrew W.K. Coming up right now, an interview I did yesterday from 2007 with Andrew W.K. He was just in town doing his highway party cruiser tour. So here's my interview with Andrew W.K., brand new from 2007, yesterday. Who are you? Andrew W.K. here with Nardwar. Andrew W.K., what is the Andrew W.K. highway party tour? Oh, it's actually a Highway Party Cruiser Tour. It's the Highway Party Cruiser Tour. And the idea was to transport myself as well as a few friends around the Grand Western Universe. Can I show you here? Being the Grand Western Universe of Canada. Which says on the back of your shirt, what does it say on the back of your shirt? It says, the road trip of a lifetime across the Grand Western Universe. Basically Canada. Yeah, exactly. The idea was to come to Canada for the primary majority of these events and and it's not concerts it's not ensemble music performances it's parties pure and simple and some lectures too thrown in the mix two lectures and uh maybe a dozen parties and you're in a cadillac too which is interesting right well the cadillac uh, has been more of an issue than we had intended or planned on but right now we're picking up a cadillac tomorrow 
and we've been on foot up until that point. And it's been interesting. It's been good exercise, but Cadillac will roll. Cadillac will roll. Cadillac will roll. Now, Andrew WK, you and Cadillacs and cars in Vancouver, did you go through a car wash in a convertible? Yeah, that was uh, my first time coming here when we played at Richards on Richards, and that was maybe 2001, 2002. Were you there? Do you remember when that was? Do you remember it was in British Columbia? It was definitely here in Vancouver. It was a car wash. We went through with the top open, so I got a bath. It was my first bath in maybe three weeks. And here you are back in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where Anthony Robbins, motivational speaker Anthony Robbins, began doing firewalking. Oh, this was, is he from here? No, but this is where he began doing his motivational speeches, Anthony Robbins. Are there comparisons between Anthony Robbins and Andrew W.K.? I used to feel uncomfortable when people would compare me to, to Tony Robbins who I've recently started looking at some of his writing and, and learning more about him. I always had a good vibe about him, but I didn't feel comfortable when people would compare me to him because I thought he was very different than me. But then I realized that all people, all people have similarities, and I was just focusing on the obvious differences like his height, the size of his face, things like that that are surface, aesthetic differences. But at the core, he wants to be loved. I want to be loved. We're both working with that in mind, and I'm honored now to be compared to him. And he did his firewalking in Vancouver. That's where he began. That's great. I've never done firewalking. Have you? No. Is there going to be firewalking tonight, Andrew WK? I wasn't planning on it, but uh, this rug looks pretty flammable. If we put down some uh, matches, we might be able to get a fire going. But your performance is quite hurtful, isn't it? You get hurt. Well, I did get hurt. Like, you get hurt doing spoken word. Andrew WK gets hurt doing spoken word. I would not want to say I get hurt. I will say I have gotten hurt, and I did get hurt a few weeks ago during a lecture where I sprained my knee, uh, and that's where I'm wearing this brace. But it's pretty much healed up now. The doctor said there was nothing torn, just some torn muscles, like a sprained ankle but on my knee. So I don't want to commit myself to being one who's injured all the time. So I'll say it has happened, but I'm not going to say definitively that it does. You know what I mean? But that is devotion to the craft, isn't it, Andrew W.K.? Hurting yourself during spoken word. Well, it was, I was speaking, I was saying words. I wouldn't define that even as being spoken word. What we do is we meet, much like you and I are meeting now. We're, we're, are we doing spoken words? Sure, someone could call it that, but we're talking, we're interacting as much as humans are able through language. But during your spoken word, during your interaction, there's dancing and stuff too. Like, it isn't just spoken word, is it, Andrew W.K.? Well, yeah, because like There's not, slam dancing. It's not meant to be summed up. I don't want anything to be able to be summed up. Now, there's certainly there's times when we might want to say, yes, it's a lecture or yes, it's spoken word. So we can refer to these things and find ways to communicate what's going on. But ultimately, those are just little placeholders. The experience I want to be expansive and not any word can sum it up. Will there be any slam dancing? Will there be a pit to Andrew WK when he does a spoken word? I would hope that we could get it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. It's all free form. I don't have any idea what I'm going to talk about tonight. I have no idea what we're going to say. I don't know what other people are going to say. I have no clue. And that is the state of mind that has been most exciting to me. So a pit could definitely come because we are allowing for anything to happen, including pits, 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 pits. Has stuff been broken at your spoken word lectures before? I've seen you dancing around on stage. Yeah, there was a, a chair. Things actually ended up being okay. At the first lecture I did at NYU, things got physical. I got physical with some of the objects on stage, which were a chair and the mic I was using, and but it, nothing was broken. Andrew WK, I love the way for your spoken word lectures, you don't prepare. There's no preparation in this, is there? Well, I, I, that's what I thought, and then I realized by preparing to not prepare, by planning on having no plan, I was in fact still planning. 
And then that began a paradox that I'm still caught up in and, and haven't been able to find a way out of yet, but I'm still looking for an opening. You encourage interruptions, don't you, Andrew W.K.? You want the audience to introduce you, not only to introduce you, but to also interrupt you. <laughs> I want to be introduced by every member of the audience. That usually will take maybe an hour or two hours. By that point, I'm primed up, ready to go, and then they can start interjecting and asking questions as well. It's supposed to be a discussion. The word lecture, again, that's just a way to refer to this. Really, maybe it's more of a meeting. We're having a meeting. We're meeting one another. We're getting together, and we're talking. And the point of it is to feel good. That's, that's the only theme. That's the only plan. I love the way there's interruptions and stuff, and it, you can actually deal with them. Now, going a bit back to your rock and roll phase, you once had lettuce thrown at you during Warp Tour in Vancouver, a whole head of lettuce. Do you remember that? I, no, I hadn't remembered it. Really? Yeah. Somebody threw a whole head of lettuce at you, and then you rubbed it in your head. <laughs> that sounds great. I, I, I had forgotten about it, but... Uh, that's a great way of dealing with people doing stuff like that? Like, are you heckled during your performances, or do you encourage that? Like, if somebody throws lettuce, that's great. Like, bring the lettuce to yeah. Andrew W.K. shows? That's the collaboration. In any performer who has an audience, it's easy to shift it where all of a sudden the audience is performing and the performer is observing them as an audience. So when that guy threw the lettuce, or that girl... When they threw the lettuce at me, that was them performing. They're collaborating. They're making it happen. Now we remember it. Maybe that person's watching right now, and they're saying they were performing. That was them who was the star. That, to me, it doesn't really, it just, it makes But then you got the lettuce, and you rubbed it in your hair. So you continued the performance to yourself. You transferred the performance to yourself. Well, yes, that was why it was a collaboration. It goes both ways. I did something, they did something, then I do something, and we react off each other, we bounce. We, we make it up as we go along. The more that I've let things get made up for me and let other people decide what it is that I'm doing, I'll go with what their thoughts are as much as I will go with my own. Andrew WK, you also are very well-spoken. You don't say um a lot. Where did you learn to speak? You're a very well-spoken individual, Andrew WK. You don't go um. Well, thanks to uh, people like you, Nardwar, people that are giving interviews, taking interviews, doing interviews, conducting interviews, I've had the opportunity to speak many, many times. I certainly worked, made an effort to stop saying, um, stop saying like so much, stop saying you know, although that one I caught myself doing several times today. The word no in general, K-N-O-W, I've, I've tried to rub out. But I just said it about four times right here, so that goes to show you. I've tried. Andrew W.K., you're doing a lecture at a church in Philly. You're going to be at a church. Yeah, it's the first Unitarian church. And actually, Unitarian churches and I have had many great experiences in the past. Growing up in Ann Arbor, there was a Unitarian church, and that's where I played my first concert ever and saw my favorite concerts that I saw from that time. Uh, and it's a free-form space, so it looks like in Philly they enjoy the same kind of freedom at this church. This is really interesting. You're performing at a church, and then you're doing a pep rally? Yeah, the pep rally is in New Jersey. New Jersey, New Jersey, I think it's New Jersey, and uh, that's part of the Bamboozle Festival. Did you notice how so many of these festivals these days have ooh, Bamboozle, Lollapalooza, Bonnaroo? Uh, Very 1990s, isn't it? Oh, man, that was when I was a teenager. A pep rally for Andrew W.K., playing at church. What's this pep rally all about? Well, the pep rally is more... Like, no music, just spoken word. More of a prep, more of a prep rally. Here, it's not to replace music, Nardwar. I'm not doing this instead of music. I'm doing it in addition to music. I want to add to my means of expression. The feeling is consistent. The feeling is consistent within me. I'm consistent as an individual as much as I am or anyone could be. But the feeling is what transfers out. So any way I can do it, whether it's talking or music or moving around and dancing, I want to express and emit this sensation that I consider to be good and hopefully other people will too. You also did a scavenger hunt. 
Yeah, I did, and, and Texas. That's the, around the same time I hurt my knee. So we have scavenger hunts, pep rallies, and then also you had a parade. Were you in a parade? <laughs> that was the Thanksgiving Day Parade in Detroit, Michigan. That was a very big honor. I was very pleased to be invited. These are all ways to interact with humans, and I think I'm one. And the way I'm finding out if I really am, in fact, a human is by talking to other humans and seeing if, in fact, we're both humans. Now, you're, I'm not, you're, you're, you, I'm not so sure about with the human vibe. I'm the human serviette. I gotta be human. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. You're a variation of a human. Uh, Andrew W.K., during that parade, were you wearing a wig? Uh, <laughs> now, what makes you think that? Well, apparently you'd done a gig a few weeks earlier. You had very short hair, and suddenly you have long hair during a parade. Have you ever worn a wig, Andrew W.K.? I've worn, I've done what I've needed to do to maintain a certain aesthetic presentation. And at times I've had shorter hair, and at times I've had longer hair, at times I've had my hair styled, and hair added. Fans noticed that you wore a wig during the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Where did you f come up with this? Who, where did you find this? You were wearing a rig. <laughs> wearing a rig. <laughs> I, don't really, I don't really know what to say. Yes or no? Yes. Well, ah! That's amazing. I didn't think you'd actually say yes. Andrew WK and wigs. Now, Andrew WK, that was pointed out by a fan, a real rabid fan. Who, who contacted you? From Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Now... Talking about fans and stuff, on this particular highway party cruiser tour, you're inviting the fans into your hotel room. You want to sleep with the fans. Whoa, wait. Now, where are you getting this? You, you, you started with interruption, and then we went into cruising, and then it went into wigs, and now it's into hotel room sleepovers? Yeah, I thought you were inviting the fans into your hotel room. <laughs> We'll have to see what happens. I've done it before. We had some parties in Boston, and uh, a man named Adolfo, who was a DJ at the station, he came over and hung out in the room. But that was the only guy, and then we went to the, went to the party from there. He was real, real cool. This meant like the party continues right to the hotel room, like you invite everybody. Or like the Clash did that because like your autograph sessions have gone on for hours. Have they continued back to the hotel room? Are you encouraging the fans to come to your hotel room and sleep with you? I'm. <laughs> I don't know if I want anyone to sleep with me tonight. I just got engaged. Congratulations. Thanks. Now, was that to Winona Ryder? No, no. Was that to Melissa Oftemauer? No, no. Did you ever go out with Winona Ryder? No, no. That would have been great, but no. Did you ever go out with Gwyneth Paltrow? There was rumor you were going out with Gwyneth Paltrow. No, this is great, but no, no. Did you ever meet Winona Ryder or Gwyneth Paltrow? No, no. I could be lying. I could be lying about a lot of these things. Sometimes things that you think I would say no to, I say yes to, and then it's a question of which one of those was a lie. So, but you so, did go out with Melissa Oftemauer, though. Yes, yes. I, Canadian, but congratulations. You're not going out with Melissa Oftemauer anymore, are you? No, no. We went our separate ways a few years ago. Are you allowed to name the name of this engaged person? Sure. Sherry. Lily. Might have we seen her in any videos or anything? I think you have, Nardwar. Well, maybe you, not maybe not you, but some people that may have watched the "Not Going to Bed" video. She's in that, and she's been performing with us as well. She's a backup singer and dancer, and amazing musician herself, a guitar player, and uh, very, very happy to be getting married to her. Andrew WK, congratulations. Thanks. I have been. Uh, you're the first person I've really talked to about it. I've been keeping uh, a lot of these things kind of private, but I feel very comfortable with you, and always have. So. I feel okay with, about answering some of these questions. Oh, thanks so much. I really appreciate that. It's very kind of you, Andrew W.K. You've been very kind to me. Again, I've answered the questions with what information that I leave up to the people to decide. Well, you admitted to wearing a wig. That's incredible. Well, whether it's true or not, yeah, that still remains. 
Andrew WK, speaking of fans and stuff, what can you tell me about Steve Vai's greatest fan? I don't know. Steve Vai's greatest fan. Didn't you once phone up Steve Vai's greatest fan? There was this female that was Steve Vai's greatest fan. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no. No, keep going. Steve Vai got a videotape of this super fan of his that could do certain tricks that were very exciting, if you know what I mean. Uh, physical tricks? Yes. With genitalia. Uh-huh. <laughs> I understood that you got the phone number of Steve Vai's fan and phoned her up. Wow. It's possible. I've made a lot of phone calls in my day. It could have been, it could have been, but how did you hear about this? You don't have to tell me your source, but is there any more information you could give me to explain? I will tell you, it's a guy called Nick from Victoria. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You changed his life. (laughs) Nick now lives in Japan, and he he and I have become very good friends. I never was aware of the Steve Vai part, though. I thought he told you about Steve Vai's best fan. Best fan, Vai's vibe. And you phoned her up or something like that. Oh, I might have. And I apologize for not remembering now, but I'm so glad that you remember. Well, let's just go back for a second here. Steve Vai, and we also have this guy Nick in Victoria. You changed Nick's life. Are you going to change people with the speech tonight, this motivational thing? Because Nick now drinks orange juice and works out because of Andrew WK. Well, Nick may think that he drinks orange juice and works out because of me or Andrew WK, but really he is drinking orange juice and working out because of Nick, because of himself. I used to actually really try to take away all credit that was given to me for someone saying, like you did, they changed, this music changed their life, or I changed their life, and I said, no, no, you, you, you heard the music and decided that it was good. You took uh, the meaning in the song and made it your own in a, in a way that was helpful, and I was just there to facilitate that. But then I more recently started thinking, well, maybe, maybe take, being, taking all my responsibility out of it is, is almost being irresponsible. Maybe I should say, yes, I was responsible partially, not entirely, but partially for someone feeling good, and that the fact that we have the ability, the power to impart good feelings on other people is something to be very excited about. You helped change his life, Andrew WK. (laughs) Guy went all the way to orange juice and the gym, and that's pretty hard for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Well, I can understand. Andrew WK, you're a real inspiration for others, too, because now you're playing with Hanson. Yeah, I've had the opportunity to to just recently make music with uh, the three Hanson brothers. Famous for their big hit. Mm And now famous for the big Andrew WK written hit. That goes like, uh, even when you're gone, I still carry on. All you did was take up my time. That was one I did with uh, a man named Carrick. They make teams, so the team for that song was Carrick, myself, and Zach, the drummer from Hanson. You wrote a song for Hanson. Well, the songs are written, and then they can perform them, I could perform them, someone else could. They're, they're available for anybody, but we were writing together with them in mind, sure. Isn't this amazing, Andrew WK? Like, you are performing with Hanson. You can do anything. If you follow the Andrew WK five-step program, you can perform with Hanson. It, it, it was a dream of mine to work with the band largely because... Around the same time that they started as a group, uh, a friend of mine started a record label called Hanson in Michigan, and he was unaware, of course, as we all were, that there was simultaneously this new band springing up called Hanson. And so then immediately, within a few months, people were saying, oh, is your record label Hanson named after the band Hanson? So actually, I told them that story when I met Hanson and we started doing the songwriting collaboration. I told them I had a friend who started a record label with the same name, and now I'm trying to get them to do a recording on the label. That's so great. You can link people up like that. For instance, what can you tell me about the band Obituary, who you basically put on Saturday Night Live? This is incredible. <laughs> well, I, they haven't played on Saturday Night Live, though. But still, members of Obituary were 
were in your band and you performed on Saturday Night Live. So indirectly, you got a death metal band on Saturday Night Live. I, but hasn't Slipknot played on there? But still, the obituary. Yeah, yeah, of course. I just don't want to lose focus. Donald Tardy was a member of our band for a long time, still a very close friend of mine, still very involved in the music. He's an amazing, amazing drummer. I was a fan of his for many years. I wrote him a letter when I first moved to New York and started doing Andrew WK Music and got the record deal. I said, would you please be my drummer? And I, at that point, I was aware that Obituary had taken a break a bit and hadn't put out an album in a, in a few years and were kind of open and seemed available. And he said, sure, I would love to play. Since then, they've, they've put out two albums. They're doing phenomenally well. It's very exciting. He's done a lot for me. He essentially assembled the whole band. I met most of the band members for the first time, except for Donald. I met most of them at the first video we shot, and they were already in the band. I said, okay, well, here we go. So you brought them to Saturday Night Live. These are amazing things. You're hooking up with Hanson. You're also writing songs with avant-garde band Current 93. <laughs> well, I didn't write any material with them. I'm playing bass guitar, electric bass guitar with them in Europe this summer. But still, doing stuff with Bonnie Prince, doing stuff with Current 93, with stuff with Hanson. So well prepared as usual, Nardwar. I really appreciate all the time you put into finding out what I've been doing. But you're doing everything with every single genre. What I think is really amazing, Andrew WK, you were on MCR. It's like a record label in Japan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not My Chemical Romance. It's a record label called MCR. Yeah, and it's a real underground label. I don't know, but it's got some amazing bands on it, hard rocking bands on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now you've had videos played on MTV, so you went from MCR to MTV. How many MCR artists are on MTV? <laughs> I may be the only one. I never thought of it that way. Uh, I'm so glad that you are seeing this as you seem to be seeing it in Nardwar and that I just I want I don't want there to be any summation of me or what it is that anybody can do. I want limitless possibility in every direction. I want to express fun in all ways, you know, all across the board. And uh, I've been very fortunate to, to, to have the opportunity to do it. I'm very thankful. You also wrote a song for Kit Kat, Andrew W.K. Yeah, that's true. It goes, or it went, or it goes, Give me a break, give me a break, we would play it live actually all the time. That's what I think is so amazing is you wrote a song for Kit Kat. A lot of artists would be afraid, but you play it live at your gigs. <laughs> well, we were, some people did discourage me from doing so. It said it's career suicide, don't do it, it's a bad decision. But it's my mom's favorite candy bar, so I thought that was a good omen. And then the song I was so happy with as an actual song, I said, well, even if they don't want to use it, I'm, this is one of my favorite songs I've ever written, I'll use it on the album. So then they ended up doing it, I said, well, still we get to play it live. And we would play it once just like it is in the ad, and then we double timed it and played it. Give me a break, like a polka almost, like that tempo. You played that gig in Seattle, and also in Seattle, you were spotted wearing a dress shirt and chinos. <laughs> well, Seattle. Have you worn a dress shirt at the University of Washington? Yeah, yeah, Washington. That's not Seattle, though, is it? What town is that? Uh, what is Seattle? Gorsman's? Okay. Yeah, Washington State. Of course, I have other clothes that I've worn. <laughs> yeah. So a dress shirt for Andrew WK and chinos. A they weren't chinos. They were pants. They weren't pants that were not jeans. So I guess some people would call anything that isn't jeans chinos. I, I understand that. And the shirt had buttons on it. Does that make it a dress shirt? Well, I guess I was wondering, what do the fans think when you don't show up dressed as Andrew WK and you have to wear a wig? <laughs> I don't know what they think. That's part of the uh, their involvement and collaboration is they get to think their own thoughts and put them out there. And then a lot of times people have come up with things out of their own imagination that I, I think I could have never 
imagined. And then I'll go with what they're thinking. So they'll think it's this, it's that, Andrew's doing this, he's doing that, or this happened or that happened. I'll think, well, that didn't happen or I wasn't doing that, but that's so much more interesting than what I was planning on doing. I'm going to run with it and start doing it. And that's when the real collaboration gets going. That's when I don't even know, I don't even want to be myself. You know, I, I want to be at the disposal of other imaginations. Andrew WK, speaking of clothes, did you dress Casey Spooner, a fishy spooner? <laughs> wow, that, that's the best one you had yet in our war. That's really going deep. I, yeah, there was a show, I, some of my first shows I played in New York were with Fisher Spooner when they were first beginning, and I befriended the whole group, uh, especially Warren and Casey, the two main guys, and we did a show at the top of the World Trade Center, actually, where I was the, one of the costume attendants and helped, I think I, you know, removed, uh, excuse me, I think I removed a piece of um, his coat or something like that. And I was very excited. It was an amazing concert. Yeah, I'm so glad that you heard about that. Andrew W. can do that. How'd you find that one? Casey Spooner from Fisher. <laughs> yeah, Spooner. Andrew W.K., I was wondering, did you replace Run DMC? No, as what? I thought you replaced Run DMC. Uh, who, in what capacity? You were touring with Aerosmith, and they unfortunately couldn't do the gig, so they brought in Andrew W.K. Oh, that's great. I was thinking about the Aerosmith tour earlier today. That, now that you mentioned it, that might have been the case. They might have been asked to do that tour. They were unable, and then we were asked as an alternative. But, man, were we lucky to be asked. That was such a blast. Oh. It was in the holiday season, too, so there was this Christmas, Hanukkah, holiday feeling in the air. Were beer bottles a lot easier to take than heads of lettuce? No one threw a beer bottle at me. How was it opening for Aerosmith? I mean, the crowd wants Run DMC, and they get... <laughs> the Run DMC wasn't on the poster. It wasn't, it was, we had enough time to announce that we were playing. There was, I still, in fact, a couple weeks ago, a person wrote to me and said, Hey, did you once open for Aerosmith? And I wrote back on, on the MySpace computer. I said, Yes, I did. And they said, Oh, that's where I recognize your name from. I remember seeing that show, and I thought, Isn't that amazing that here we are three or four years later, and this person just remembered that they had seen me play. So even if it was just that one person, that was enough to make the whole tour worth it. You replaced Run DMC. <laughs> uh, if you get a kick out of it, then absolutely, yes. Andrew WK, winding up here, I was also curious, a club. Are you going to open a club? It's a live music performance venue and nightclub in Manhattan, and it's me and three of friends of mine. We're a partnership, and we're opening this place, and it has a main level for venues and bands to play and any kind of performance, and a basement that is a dance club. Who are you up against? I know Handsome Dick Manitoba of the Dictators. He has a club. What other celebrities have clubs? BB Kings? Who are you up against? Who is Andrew WK up against in the club scene? You must know a few of them. Uh, Joe Franklin has a place. He's a legendary New York radio journalist. Uh, Mickey Mantle has a place. Uh, there's, 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 yeah, there's Dick Manitoba. There's a place called uh, Milano's. I always wondered if it was Billy Milano. Do you, you, you're familiar with him? He, he was the singer from S.O.D., so and Armtroopers of Death, I know that. He's from the area, so I, like between him and Dick Manitoba. But the other day I went and said hi to Dick, and I told him that I really like him, and I was really happy to meet him, and he was very nice. So I think we have a good business relationship going already. On the Is right. your club pretty close to his? No, actually, fortunately not. We're not, we're not impeding on his area. Andrew WK, the last time I spoke to you when we were at Scratch Records, I asked you to open up a cut in your forehead. <laughs> That's so funny. Someone asked me about that this morning. I think it was because they had seen that interview. Now, Andrew WK, do you still have a cut in your forehead? I'm not going to ask you to open it up, but can you explain what you did back then? And has that cut been opened recently? 
I, I, it hasn't, but earlier today someone was asking about this, and I hadn't thought of it in a while. I said, yes, there was a time when I maintained a particular wound here that even when apparently healed was very easily opened with just a scratch of the fingernail. I hadn't intended originally to develop a wound that could be opened that easily, but I was doing uh, a lot of cutting of my face for the first year or so, um, and that one especially right there, I went back to a lot. And then someone said, oh, are you, are you cutting your face there so you can open that wound any time? I said, what are you talking about? They said, that's an old trick that wrestlers do. Maybe that was even you who told me about that. And I said, oh, really? And then, it, of course, yeah, sure enough, it worked. I haven't tried to open it in a long time. It's okay. You don't have to do it this time because there's already some blood on you right there. The blood still continues, Andrew W.K. Yeah, it's inside me now or on the shirt. So you have a lot of self-control because all these years you've had that cut and people have wanted blood, but you haven't opened it. I've opened it from time to time. I've felt better and better about, as we talked about earlier, about maintaining a comfort, a physical comfort. Because in the end, the less that I'm injured, the more I'm able to do. I think it's great still, though, that you hurt yourself during spoken word. <laughs> Thanks. Andrew W.K., you're here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, partly because you did an interview with Color Magazine. Color Magazine. You're really stoked on Color Magazine. Yeah, they've been great. They set up a good portion of this tour with me. They facilitated the lecture here today in the movie theater. They facilitated the after party. They helped set up the one in Seattle, the whole Portland scene, and even the one in Los Angeles that kicked off the whole tour. So I'm very thankful to them and everyone else that's been involved. Andrew W.K., thank you also for all the inspiration. You called me a couple years after I did an interview with you. Yeah, I remember that. What was you called me out of the blue, which was totally amazing. Like, thank you. And I could hear you when you were talking to me. Like, you had my letter that I mailed to you like two years earlier. You were like rifling through it. Do you do that often, you phone people? I Well, as we said earlier, I've made plenty of phone calls in my time, and I imagine I still will continue to. That was absolutely inspiring because you write letters to people that you interview and send them copies of the interview, and you kind of forget about it. And here you phone me out of the blue, and I can hear the rustling in the background, and you would remember two years later, but still you remember. It might have even been three. Well, as I told you the first time, I've been a fan of yours for a very long time, long before I ever had that chance to meet you, and I was so excited that I got to do an interview. That I saw all these other people get to do interviews with Nardwar, and then here I had a chance. So I've been very grateful for you. Well, thank Thank you for the kind words and thank you for returning a favor because it's just amazing to get that, you know, to get that phone call. Andrew W.K., looking now to a current event, Keith Richards recently said he snorted his dad. <laughs> wow, good. That's great. His dad's ashes. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. <laughs> I hadn't heard that. Thanks for telling me. How would you counsel somebody like that? Have you met Keith Richards and how would you counsel somebody like, hey man, don't snort your dad's ashes? How would you counsel somebody with the motivational sort of techniques? I would never, I would never tell him not to do it. I would say, do exactly what you want, Keith. That's what, that's what we all want. I would want him to do what he wants. He wants to do his own thing. He wants to do it in his own, in his own way. I want to do my own thing. By me giving myself the freedom to do what I want, I have to extend that or I only feel like it's the right thing to do to extend it towards everybody, including Keith Richards and his dad's ashes. For all you or I are aware, the ashes were meant to be inhaled by him. Andrew W.K., Jello, Green Jello. What's your connection to Green Jello? Wasn't one of your managers in the band Green Jello? My longtime friend and music publisher who signed me to Universal Publishing six, seven years ago now, and I'm still enjoying a wonderful, very, very lucrative relationship with them. He was a member of Green Jelly and Green Jello and uh, was an integral, integral part of that group, including all the animations they did and videos and songs. Do you think your training as a pianist has helped your typing? Oh, yeah, I think so. Any kind of dexterity in the digits, uh, it crosses over. So any piano playing helps typing, and typing certainly helped my piano playing. Because your letters are incredible. How many words a minute can you type, Andrew WK? <laughs> I've spent a good amount of time on the computer, and... 
certainly have enjoyed being able to bulk up the finger muscles. I'm just, I, if I could I type maybe what twenty, thirty words a minute is that slow? That's slow. I don't. I don't. I'm, I haven't been tested in a long time. I'll, 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 I'll test and get back to you. Andrew WK, lastly here, do you feel you paved a way or opened a mainstream for certain bands? I think I've been part of a lot of amazing experiences, and, and if I've been able to exchange or return the favor of support and opportunity that people have given me, I would feel very honored. I think that there's um, music's never been better. I think that there's more possibilities open now than there's ever been before. That's just the nature of an expanding universe, and um, I've had a lot of great mentors, so if anything I can do to pave the way for anybody or who's paved the way for me is, is great. What about the band Dragon Force? I see a little bit of Andrew WK and Dragon Force. Are you familiar with Dragon Force? Yeah, I've heard of them. I don't know if I've heard the music. I might have seen a video once. Do they have a video with a lot of computer animation in it? They have a video like with the guitarists getting like close up on their fingers, you know, doing total solos and stuff like that. But I, I saw a little bit of Andrew WK and Dragon Force. I was wondering, do you look at some bands and say, oh, there's a bit of Andrew WK in there. Come on, name names. I hope that there's a bit of Andrew WK in everybody. Well, thank you very much, Andrew WK. Really appreciate the time. Thanks, Narwa. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all, Andrew WK? Do 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 do. Not quite. Why should people care about Andrew WK and the Highway Party Cruiser Tour? <laughs> what happened? I was I was so excited. I was gonna get you with it. Is it not? It doesn't work that way. Well, I guess I was just wondering why should people care about Andrew WK's oh, Highway Party Cruiser Tour? You should not care. You should only care if you want to. You shouldn't have to do, you don't have to do anything. You shouldn't, should do this, should do that. You shouldn't have to care. You choose to care, and I hope that you choose to care about what you want and what you love. And if that happens to be me or the Highway Party Cruiser Tour, then bless. Well, thanks much, Andrew WK. Keep on rocking in the free world, and do, 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 do.
You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard Obituary with Till Death, featuring Donald Tardy on drums. And before that, you heard Andrew W.K. with Ready to Die, featuring Donald Tardy from Obituary on drums, the Donald Tardy obituary Andrew W.K. connection. And before that, an interview from Andrew W.K. from 2007. And way, way, way back, an interview with Andrew W.K. from 2002, all on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. 
Now, to end the Nardwater Human Serviette Radio Show, I'm going to play the Sonics Busybody live in Tacoma, Washington, 1964. Finally, tapes have surfaced of the legendary Seattle proto-punk band the Sonics playing live. Interestingly enough, these were recorded on reel-to-reel and recorded off the radio. Some super fan of the Sonics, the Sonics were huge in the Northwest in the 1960s, put his portable reel-to-reel right near the radio and did a little recording of the Sonics live at the Tacoma Sports Arena from November the 27th, 1964. Keep in mind also, this was pretty early in the Sonics career, so they were doing a lot of instrumentals. And also, the vocals are kind of hard to hear, again, probably because it's coming through a really weird reel-to-reel recorder and a really weird radio. But still, it's amazing that this kid had the foresight to put his reel-to-reel near this radio and capture the legendary Sonics in action. You're thinking, oh, big deal. Tapes of the Sonics have never, ever surfaced like this ever before. There was a live recording of them when they got back together in the 70s. And there also were a few early reel-to-reel recordings of them just jamming in their basement. But never of them, like, performing live to an audience have been captured before. So here are the Sonics live at the Tacoma Sports Arena in Tacoma, Washington, USA, home of Al Monroca, from November 27th. 1964, the Sonics. A little song called Tough Walk by the Sonics from the Tacoma Sports Arena, 38 South Tacoma Way. Come on out and join us.
the Sonics.